on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. You are watching Ticker today. I'm Aaron Young. The past few years, the US, the UK and Australian governments have been talking a lot about the importance of AUKUS, the military alliance between those three nations. They don't say the word China, but they mean China. However, what would happen if Donald Trump took to the White House in that election November next year? And how does he look at these sorts of military alliances? And how would he feel about selling and sharing US nuclear technology with another country like, say, Australia? For more, we're joined by John Coyne from the Australian Strategic Policy Institute. Is the Trump effect something that the governments of Australia and the UK will be worried about when it comes to AUKUS? Um, look, word is a strong word. I think when it comes to AUKUS, they'll be watching it. There's always been a concern around um, what a Trump government means for Australia um, in economic terms, um, in geopolitical terms, and in defence terms. But um, you know, there's two parts of, of Trump to remember, and especially from his last sitting in government. The first part is is that um, you know he is prone to um, to sudden changes in in uh, public uh, direction. You know what I like to commonly refer to as um, as random thoughts while shaving. You know he he is prone to that. We see that and have seen that over the years in his Twitter and social media. On the other side. Um, there is some degree of consistency in his efforts uh, in, in international relations behind the scenes for all that bluster. And it's interesting because his relationship with China and America's relationship with China really worsened under his presidency because of the trade agreement disputes, as well as just the general pointing the finger at them over COVID, which we know they don't necessarily like. Um, so you would think that anything that helps to strengthen the West against China might be something Trump would, would get behind. Uh, look, I think so, but you know, the, for us here at Australia, there's a, and for AUKUS in general, there's the broader part of this. So it's, it, you know, it, it's an incredibly complex agreement. One of those issues is is the transfer of technology. So significant efforts will need to go into for for AUKUS to be successfully delivered. We'll need to go into um, legal changes in the US um, system so that technology, military capability can be shared both with Australia and the UK. So um, pushing that through um, uh, the US Capitol Hill is going to be really, really difficult uh, for some time to come um, as we lead into a US election and there's uncertainty and it'll certainly come out the other side. Um, but we also need to be mindful. So um, President Trump was a very hard focus on America first. Um, under the Biden administration, um, you know, I like to call it, it's an America first light. Um, so there is sort of still um, a, a very clear internal focus but from both political parties in the US um, that, that sometimes holds back economic cooperation, um, sometimes holds back uh, military cooperation. Yeah. You have been watching Trump, of course, for a while from a strategic policy point too. How hard is it after all this time or how easy is it to be able to guess what he would do in this situation when it comes to AUKUS? Um, look, I, I made, I alluded to the point earlier, look, he is prone to, to those random thoughts while shaving. Um, you know, he is prone um, Aren't we all? to all of a sudden changing, <laughs> changing direction. Um, and, and in some ways lacks that personal discipline, jumps onto ideas. Um, the more prevailing problem is, is that, and we saw this with um, Trump's last time he was in government, which is 
um, he finds it very difficult to draw in the sort of subject matter experts to fill across the bureaucracy to support and deliver upon his policy. So, um, you know, there, it's a two-banger problem here. One is his Trump himself. The other one is his Trump being able to pull enough subject matter experts in to support him. And then there's the other aspect of what if the British government changes as well as, you know, the polls are suspecting that there may be a Labor government in place that the Tories might be on the nose. Would you expect to see any change from a Labor government in the UK towards supporting AUKUS? Um, look, not particularly. I think there's a very clear um, understanding between both major parties in the UK of the threat that they face at the moment. When I say threat, I should say that the global uncertainty. Um, there's an understanding between both parties um, that there needs to be very deliberate efforts undertaken um, to deter future conflict and that um, without that collaborative deterrence activity, um, the likelihood of a strategic miscalculation or misadventure um, increase significantly. Yeah, it is a really good point. Um, and just quickly, uh, do you, could you imagine over the coming, I guess, decades that AUKUS could actually expand? Um, look, I do think it's, it can expand, but I think um, the real secret for people looking at this, if you look at the AUKUS agreement, if you look into um, the second pillar, you get a very clear message that AUKUS is going to involve other like-minded partners. Um, it's not a club of exclusivity. And the other part is, is to remember is, is that um, AUKUS, it doesn't stand on its own as a as a, mm. an entity that, mm. you know, there's mm. no other way of engaging. We yeah. have the quad and we have a range of other arrangements in place and as well. That will be the thing they use. All right, we'll leave it there for now. John Coyne, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. And that is a program for now. I'll see you soon.